And who doesn't enjoy uh, bagpipe solo? <laughs> uh, this is Happy Hour. It's comedy. Uh, we're here at Mutiny Radio. It's a really short list tonight, so this is going to be a super short one, everyone, and that's fine because I'm sure everyone else has booked places too. I've got to go to Mo Green's and do something in the dispensary, but here we are. Not we. Well, I guess me and Daraj is a we. There's two people. But we'll, hey, we'll do it. We do, um, you know, four-minute sets. Obviously, tonight it's not real important. <laughs> You'll hear a horn at some point. Uh, hi, and uh, we'll get started with your first comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Duran. Hey, this is crazy. Just a <laughs> real, real electric crowd today. I see. Are these new chairs? These chairs look like fancy. Oh, well, I guess I just noticed. N I never noticed how nice the chairs were just because there's usually, like, people here. But, uh, yeah, no, this is this is cool. This is cool. Try out some stuff for y'all. Going to that Mo Greens thing later. Going to get high. Forget about this. Um, oh, hey, Albert. Yeah, pr pretty exciting crowd here. It's electric in here. Well, I'm like, too, too. But, uh, anyway. Uh, so, uh, I was talking to uh, this uh, friend of mine recently, and she was telling me uh, having sex with someone as a woman for the first time is a lot different than it is for men. You know, apparently women, you know, they'll have sex with someone, then they'll go to their friends, and they'll tell them, you know, everything about, like, how that guy performed. Like, you know, what kind of job he did, you know, whether it was good, whether he was cut or uncut. Like, they'll really break down the analysis and I found that interesting because, like, men, we don't, we don't do that. You know, we're not, we're not getting, we're not really tripping about the details is what I'm saying, you know? Like, we're, we're just happy it happened when we have sex, you know? You know, like, when I have sex, like, yeah, I just go to my friends and I'm like, hey, hey, guys, I have an announcement to make. Uh, I just had sex. And then everyone starts, like, clapping for me, start wooing put me on their shoulders and I hear Obama's voice in my head and he's like I'm proud of you Michelle is proud of you uh the American people are proud of you and um then a bald eagle flies by my head it's like ah! and that's the sound a bald eagle makes when he knows you smashed can't tell if this joke just sucks or it's just there's there's just no one here. I don't know. Well, it's, it's one of the two. But um, here's another joke for y'all. So I was um, the, you, you guys ever talk to someone who you know is way smarter than you and you like change the way you talk to try to fit in? Yeah, <laughs> that's most of my interactions with people. Um. Uh, I was talking to this software engineer guy the other day. He was, like, wearing this bucket hat with boxes on it. And then I told him, I was like, hey, man, nice hat. And he was like, um, thanks. It's foxy. And then I said, indeed. Uh, like, uh, th that's one of those interactions I think about later. And I'm just like, dude, what the fuck? Like, first off, why the fuck did I say indeed? 
Second off, why did I make him think that stupid ass joke was okay? You know, that that joke was like he he rehearsed that, dude, and it was not like no, dude. You you can't be doing that. Can't be doing that. Um let's see what else we want to do today. Um so uh I grew up in uh, San Jose, California. My parents Hell yeah indeed, sir. Hell yeah indeed. But yeah, no, my uh my parents were immigrants and that was that was kind of cool just cuz um you know, growing up with immigrant parents, you can get away with certain things just cuz they don't understand a lot about American culture. Like I used to tell my mom that me and my friends were going to go to the park. But really, we were just going to go smoke weed. And we would come back within 10 minutes. And my mom would just be like, oh, I guess American kids just go to the park for 10 minutes just to catch the vibe. Guess that's just what they do here, you know. Then they come back home and they don't make any eye contact. (laughs) Then they head straight for the microwave and put in a hot pocket. Stare at the microwave for 30 seconds, then go back to their room silently. I guess that's what America's all about. Uh, I hope that set made you feel more patriotic. That was my intent. Um, All right. (laughs) This was fun. Give it up for Pam, everybody. Taraz, everybody. Microwave and hot pockets. Hot pockets. Diarrhea pockets. That was one of my favorite jokes by that famous guy. Uh, all right, hey, your next comedian, he's almost famous. He's getting there. One more show, and you got, you'll got you be able to say, oh, I saw him when no one was there at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together for Adam Close. Yay! That's so nice of you, Pam. Hey, where's... That's barely the east side. It's just too rich to really be the east side, yeah. No, I know. I'm, I'm, I'm just busting your balls. What's up, comics? I'm, just bu- I'm from Milpitas, so feel free to, it smells, all, et cetera, all of that. Um, but be careful, because I'll dribble your head. Uh, <laughs> There's never been a woman with a foot fetish. I haven't thought of a punchline for that. Um, um, you guys know the dance move where it's like, um, it's like a hip-hop move where it's like, and McDunk, you know the move? It's like, like you guys, do, do, do my, I'm doing it poorly, but it's like, ah, ah, and like a dunk. And um, personally, uh, I think it's appropriation. As a basketball player uh, who, like, has crossover, crossover dunked on people, it's like one of the three coolest things I've ever fucking done. Uh, you can't just be crossover, crossover dunking at junior prom. You got to earn that shit. Fucking Gen Z piece of shit. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, there's some more jokes. Uh, let's see. I feel like the B-52s didn't have to describe at length what was going on in the love shack. The building called the love shack. They fucking in there. Cool. Foot fetish. <laughs> uh, there's a body of water in the world on the earth called the Virgin Sea. And it's probably named after the Virgin Mary, but I like to think that it wasn't. 
I like to think that a raunchy sailor was like, I'm going to call it the Virgin Sea, but not for long. Am I right, boys? You know how sailors be. There you go. This guy fucking Evergreen gets it. Mm-hmm. Going port to port. Nothing, eh. Nothing will fuck up your day like one of your friends telling your other friend to put it in the group chat, but you're not in that group chat? Fucking Connor. <laughs> um, okay, running out of time, so I'm gonna try this one again. Yeah, it's a long one. You guys know that the uh, Guinness Book of World Records the company that produces the Guinness Book of World Records is the same company that brews the Guinness draft beer. Do you know that? Yeah, factually accurate, not the joke. But um, yes, that is a fact. Here comes the joke. How did that come to be? Uh, I wrote a joke about maybe how it happened. Um, so it's a brewery, and you know guys, guys be drinking. So <laughs> uh, I like to think on at the brewery, right? They got super drunk at the brewery. Uh, hella drunk. Uh, time of a life. life. Lifetime drunkenness at the brewery. The next morning, they're like, hey, Scott, you were super drunk last night. Scott was like, ah, I was drunk. Guinness, Guinness Brewery. And they were like, uh, ah, that girl you went home with was very fat. And he's like, ah, oh, man, she had a cute face. You know, they, they always say she had a cute face. Um, in my experience, I've always said that. Uh, thank you, Pam. Um, he was like, no, nah, she got a cute face. He's like, no, dude, she was super fat. And then another guy comes in. He was like, she was hella fat, dude. And he's like, ah, leave it alone. Leave it alone. I was drunk. Then a fourth guy comes in. He was like, hey, man, I think she was the fattest girl in the world ever. We should measure her. Thank you, Pam. I'm going to hang myself. <sighs> it went so good at OMG. All right, guys, uh, my name has been Sam um, Benjamin. Adam, close, everyone. You didn't finish the joke, though. Honestly, I, you still had another minute, but I know this is torturous right now because there's a couple, only a couple people in the room, but we can pretend. We can pretend. Oh, Siraj, I don't know why you're running out. I'll see. Oh, he's going, he's, he's going to Slate before he goes to Mo Greens. I see what's happening. All right, is Mike Luss here? All right, put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. It's Mike Luss. Yay! Thank you, Pam. Great to be here. Um, I was driving up here, and there was a billboard that um, said, if you're texting, then who's driving? Um and like uh, it's hard enough to text and drive and now i have this billboard chiming in like trying to distract me even further you know what i mean um but uh the billboard is right though actually um i gotta give it up to the billboard um i think it's on to something we're all addicted to our phones you know like i, I guarantee you like i dare you to try this like just you know watch like an intersection look for like just try to count the next 10 people who are walking by themselves, how many of them are on their phone, um, 
I guarantee you won't be able to get to like seven or eight without looking at your phone, you know? So, um, yeah. Comedy's cool. Jokes. I love jokes. Um, live, laugh, love is my motto. Actually. I know that I was the first one to say that. Um, but yeah, you know, the greatest generation, you guys heard of them? Like our grandparents, I guess, allegedly. Um, I, is that like an ironic name? Cause I don't know. They seem like a bunch of weak pussies to me. Um, you know, like what's the iconic image of those guys? Took like four of them struggling to lift that one flag, you know? Um, I could easily lift that flag by myself. I promise. Um, yeah. But anyways, guys, I was really mad at my boss the other day. So I went to this gun store. Um, and I was like, can I get one gun, one bullet, please? Um, and when they were ringing me up, they were like, yeah, cool. Just come back in two weeks. We got to do a background check. Um, I was like, two weeks? Like, what the fuck? I'm mad at my boss today, dude. Like, I don't have two weeks. Um, but then they explained it to me. Like, that's exactly why I have to wait two weeks. It's like they don't want to sell guns to mad people, which makes sense. It's a good law, actually. I think I support it. But, um you know, at the time I was furious. Um, um, let's see, what's another law? This is a law I think is bad. So you know how they're like vaping, all these like kids are getting addicted to vaping and they're trying to ban all these flavors and stuff um, because the kids were doing so good otherwise, right? But, um, but yeah, I, I think that what people are overlooking when it comes to these flavors and banning them is that, um, those very same flavors got me back onto apples, you know, because like I was using I was using an apple flavored vape and I was like, this is really good. You could buy some apples. Um, and it turns out apples are really good. I think they should put nicotine in apples, maybe. Um, but yeah, everybody's so stupid, you guys, um, except for me and all of you, I guess. But um, I don't know, like I was on the phone with a customer support agent. Uh, Basically, I got like ripped off of this hotel room. What it doesn't matter, you know. Like life's fine, but at the time I was upset and I was like, you know, this is fucking bullshit. And and they don't like it when you curse. And so, um, so yeah, I was like, that's fucking bullshit. And she said, "Sir, I'm not a child. I don't have to sit here and listen to you curse at me." Um, which makes no sense. You know what I mean? Um, so I was like, okay, well, um. You better get a kid on the phone then because I have some more cursing to do, um, dumb bitch. But um, anyways, guys, I got the light. So um, I'll leave you with this. So I like basketball a lot, right? And I go to basketball games, and there's a charity I've seen at, like, some of these basketball games that's called Free Throws for Futures, um, where basically, like, depending on, like, how guys do at the free throw line, they give scholarships to kids. Um and I think they should just give the kids the futures, right? Like, don't make it contingent on a free throw. But um, that's just me. All right. Thanks, everybody. Stands. Keep your hands clapping, everybody, for Mike Luz. That was great. That was lovely. Uh, all right. Your next comedian runs a monthly show the third Friday of every month called Bitch Fest in Oakland. Put your hands together for Kava to sing. Yay. Hi, hello. I um hang on, I'm gonna just start recording.
I think um I think I think vibrators are getting pretty intense these days. One woman <laughs> in the audience. Okay, maybe you get this. She gets it. She's coming. Um I was like using uh, a vibrator um my my roommates and I turned it to the lowest setting uh rotary drilling. Yeah. The vibrator company was like, we're going to fuck the orgasm out of her. Which I get. Because anytime my boyfriend is like, how can sex be better? I'm like, more torque! <laughs> this is great. Oh, okay. Um, I don't... Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think another thing that also drives me nuts is like, I think the worst feeling in the world is when your, your vibrator dies in the midst of a solo sesh. Do you get that feeling? You ever experience it? You know, he gets it. Yeah. Okay. Men also use vibrators. You should try. Spice up your sex life. But it's so bad when it dies in the middle of a solo sex. You're like, fuck! <laughs> if only there were outlets on BART. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. I um I really I really hate dentists. I think dentists are the worst. Uh, I think, like, dentists, I feel like, are the only doctors that will tell you that you have problems that, like, you can't see nor feel. Like, like eye doctors, like, like eye do I love eye doctors because they never do something like that. They're never like, hey, you know that right eye that feels perfectly fine? Um, it's actually going blind, and if we don't act immediately, we're going to have to remove the other one. Yeah, but the thing is, is I feel like for me, like dentists, like also, so there's that, right? What else did I write? I, I also feel like it, it takes so much more energy to trust a dentist than an eye doctor, right? Like, like I've had my dentist, like I've had restaurants. I'm like, I want at least 4.5 stars and at least like 50 ratings, okay? But with like an eye doctor, I don't have those standards. Like I literally got my eyes checked at Costco, like... I, I got I, I left my eye doctor basically like wrote me an eye prescription with like a Crayola marker and I was like I'm in good hands. <laughs> yeah, I leave my eye exams with like a with a prescription and a five dollar rotisserie chicken. You know, I leave my dental appointments with a bank loan. <laughs> like it's it's different. Okay. Um, boom boom boom. All right, let's see. Mm -mm. I um I'm bi, yay, surprise, San Francisco. I'm bisexual. Um and it's it's it, like I, I'm I'm like a recent I'm like a recently discovered bi. Okay, I don't know what that means. But we'll fi we're fi I'm figuring it out. But it's really weird. It's like hard flirting with, with women, okay? Like this this woman, she's so hot. She was like flirting with me. And I, I had I had a sense that she kept flirting with like with me and I like but I wasn't sure. So I was like, Oh wait, are you flirting with me? And then she was like, I don't know, am I? And I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? Like, somebody please take control of the situation. It's rough. You don't know, like, you don't know what to do. I also got rejected by a woman recently. It was really bad. Like, I was, like, flirting with her. Like, I approached I didn't approach her. I was just, like, kind of, like, inching away. And then I was like, I think you're really pretty. And then she just flat out rejected me. She was like, thanks. And I was like, okay, I guess I'll just leave now. Like, I just didn't know what to do. Ugh, it's so stressful. <laughs> um, 
This is great. I think, um, oh yeah, last thing I'll say is um, I, I've been visiting my family more often, and it's weird. It's weird when your parents suddenly, like, age, they're, like, aging slowly, and then suddenly they're super old, you know? Like, I, I went home, and I saw my parents, and I was, like, gross. <laughs> they're all shrunken, and they're wrinkly, and they have spuds on their eyes. My parents, like, have a fear that I'll send them to a nursing home. I'm like, no, we'll just toss you in compost. <laughs> okay, bye. <laughs> Confidencing, everyone! Yeah! Fantastic. Right, your next comedian's new to the room, so clap your hands in a wild, slappy-like motion for John Eigel! Hello. How you guys doing? Super amped right now. It's uh, every 40 hits, two, four every these drinks. Uh, hallucinating. <laughs> How's everybody doing? Um, my name is John Eigel. It's like a, actually like an abbreviation for a real name. It's like a German name. So it's like super weird because I'm African-American, right? So I'll, uh, like a, like a, Schedule something professional on the phones all the time, right? And I'll, I'll say my name is Jonathan, wherever the fuck, five syllables, right? <laughs> and so they'll say, uh, they'll think, okay, they'll think that I'm like, uh, like Portuguese or something. I get there, I'm black, and it's, it's always awkward, right? So, uh, and I like to do a drill. <clears throat> Figure out white name, black name. <clears throat> so let's just do, a, uh, do an exercise. Say, uh, White name, black name. Michael Douglas. Exactly. <laughs> Michael Jackson, white name, black name. Black name, right? Yeah, okay. So I got, I got one even better than that. Bruce Lee, white name, black name. Black name, right? Yeah, so you get the, okay, you get the, okay. Uh, earthquake, white name, black name. Earthquake, white name, black name. White name. Yo, okay, okay, what is better? Okay, okay, before I get out of here, I, I, you know, I, I got to do this impression real quick. I got one impression. <clears throat> okay, so uh, I have uh, sour, uh, sourdough from uh, Are You Afraid of the Dark? <clears throat> okay, somebody say uh, sourdough. That's sourdough. Okay. It took me forever. <laughs> yeah, okay, okay, okay. 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 How's everybody doing today? Yeah. Oh, huge radio guy. Like, uh, it's not like I'm ugly or something. It's like uh, it's up radio, right? Like that. I, uh, I, uh, so. I'm going to ask you a question. Anybody ever fly business class? Fly business class. Business class? What the hell? It's like, what's what's that all about? All right, Brad, yo, you guys have been a lot of the audience. My name is John Ivan. Hey. 
Yay, John. I was just about to light you, and you, so you had a minute. You did three minutes. That was great. Yay, John. Yay. Good job. Come back again and again. All right, your next comedian. Clap your hands together, everybody, for Brady Pearson. All right, I'm going to try something different tonight. We're going to, since it is um, Joke Workshop. All right, we're going to try some songs instead. So I was walking over here today, and I came up with... <coughs> Reindicted cause it feels so good. Reindicted cause law understood. It's one perfect thing and baby this one is it. I'm just so excited that Trump got reindicted. Hey, hey. Come on, it was better than that, you whores. People don't like political work here. Is that what I'm saying? Is that what I'm hearing? God, okay, I hear it. I don't either sometimes. I mean, there's so much going on. Let me try this one. See, so are there any gentlemen in the room, guys? Have, I have a question for you. Do, you. do you all do laundry at all? Do you, like, do you like doing laundry? You love it? Does he really do it? Today. How about, really? Okay, because this next one, I have to say, because I used to live with guys, and uh, despite my beauty, I still am one. <laughs> and um, let's see, where is it? I'm gonna keep talking because it's open mic, and I don't care. Oh yeah, um, yeah. And so these guys were so nasty; like they would not do anything. Like they wouldn't clean anything. They wouldn't put anything away, and it would drive me insane. Well, you know what? I might even get there today. <laughs> not quite right. So we're like, oh, so is anybody else excited about the right turn our nation has taken? You're not. You're not excited? I know I kind of am because, like, I always think of what I had a talent. What if I could do something with my life? You know, maybe I could have been a, a marketing producer, a product manager, right? And so I thought if I could come up with some fragrances for the American condition, right? Very excited. You know, it's the scent of America here now, and it's um, generations. The first one is called White Woman. You got to kind of say it that way. You got to say it. The tagline for her is always in front. Now, guys, strike guys, I know you're out there. And there's nothing worse than a strike eye feeling left out. We've seen it. Got one for you. Called entitled. It's how you feel. This is a very warm room tonight. You know, do, do you guys see homosexuals very often in your lives? Never, no, no, you don't. Are we rare to you? An everyday experience to see the homosexual with you? Well, for you, for sure. But, you know, not, not for you. It's a joke. Okay. Just like my career, apparently. <laughs> Got to roll with the punches, Brady. Got to roll with the punches. Well, speaking of rolling, I guess I'm going to begin doing that right now. And I'd like to leave you with a song of a Boys camp that never was, but could have been in Lake Putitinmi, Wisconsin. Oh, we just go cuddling after playing ball and going ho uh, hitting home over and over again. We'd scrub and run to the mess hall and sing a little ditty. It goes like this. 
Ugh. I get a little choked up. Excuse me. Mm. Oh, I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. I love you. Put it in me. Put it in me all the way on your shores. Put it in me. I am yours. Put it in me. Put it in me every day. Thank you all. I'm Brady. Yay! Brady Bears at Yay! It's a hard cock life for him. Next time, maybe he'll sing his little orphan Fanny songs, which I love so much. Um, hey, new people for coming in. That's so exciting that you're here. Are you just actual people, or did you want to pro- – this is amazing. Uh, we have a couple comedians left, and I'm so glad that you're here to experience them. Your next one, uh, up-and-comer on the scene. Put your hands together, everyone, for Albert Lynn. <laughs> Um, it's cool. It's kind of intimate, kind of not at the same time. We don't know each other. I don't really like strangers. I don't like large groups of people. I like to hang out in groups of three at max just because I can drop the ball conversationally. Like sometimes I'll just stop talking and I'll see how long it takes for them to notice. After a couple hours, I'm like, mom, dad, come on. Um, my mom recently learned the phrase, my bad. It's a bad phrase. I hate it because my bad really just means I'm not sorry. Like She doesn't even use the phrase right. Like She'll point at me and be like, my bad. <laughs> Hang time on that joke. Hell yeah. Nice. Here's a problem I have. Like I'll go out into like a public place and people will give me their phones and ask me to take photos of them. And that hurts my feelings because I feel like they just see me and they're like, this guy definitely won't steal our phones. Or, or they think I'm easy to tackle. I'm not. I'm agile. I do jumping jacks. But like, whenever that happens, I'll like take multiple photos. And the first five are always really shitty, but I think by the time it gets to the sixth one, that's when I find myself creatively. Like I'm cropping people out. I'm like, sorry, your grandma was bumming me out. That's what happens. Um, um, this, is, this, is, this happened like a year ago, but my best friend became a flat earther. He's a flat earther, but he's like self-conscious about it. It's really weird. Um, one time he told me, he like was on, I was on a call with him and he, he told me that he, wa- he was like planning on becoming a lawyer. And that was hard because I, like, I didn't know what to do as a good friend, you know what I mean? Like, should I support him? I think I did, I did the bad friend thing to do and I was like, yeah, go for it. Because he would make a terrible lawyer. I think he'd lose every single case because his only defense would be if you know, you know. I don't know if that was, I don't know if that was funny or if I just waited too long. And then someone left out of awkwardness. Holy shit. Um, here's something. Like, I'll go outside. Like, I'll be, like, on the street and stuff like that. And there'll be, like, a fire truck drive by. And I'll hear the sirens. And, like, I'll want to cover my ears. But I'm, like, I can't. I got to seem tough. But who am I being tough for? Like, am I, like, the firefi- <laughs> firefighter's, like, going on the way to a fucking fire. And he's, like, yo, did you see that guy on the side of the road? He took that straight to the eardrums, so we got to get that guy on our team. I um, I see a lot of like real estate signs when I'm driving around, and I think that's cool. Like real estate agents, they gotta sell homes, but why do they have to stretch their faces out? So like, why is that necessary? Like, I don't really want to see your face. I just want to see the home. Like, if I'm at a restaurant, I'm looking at the menu. I'm just seeing pictures of the chef. Like, I'm like. And I see the 
kebabs and they're like no that's mustafa like he's a cool guy here's a picture of him wearing sunglasses like can i meet him all right these ones i cannot tell if they're not working or not um yeah my friend he like the flat earther friend he like live streams this is going back but he live streams like on social media and stuff like that and for some reason like he's always live streaming about like you know his theories and whatever but he's always in the shadows and like he's always modulating his voice but he's like got no following other than his friends and family so it's like we know it's you sean like you can like undo it all right i'm done thank you guys i ran out of stuff so i'm good thank you it's albert lynn everyone that was lovely yay I'm not a flat earther, but I did clap because I enjoy conspiracy theories. Your next comedian, we have a couple comedians left. Your next comedian is new to the room. I'm excited that she's here. Put your hands together for Laura Wright. Yay! That's how it goes. Hey, how are you guys? Um, my therapist told me job and become a stay-at-home. I don't have a husband. Optimistic. Um, she then clarified. She was like, you know, when you quit your job to become a stay-at-home mom, I don't think that you should do it full-time. I think that you should have your husband pay for a nanny so that you can do the things that are really important for your mental health, like walking around the city, writing in your journal, and going to yoga. Yeah. And, like, she's not wrong. I just know that your therapist could prescribe generational wealth as a cure for your depression. I didn't know that was in the option set to have somebody be like, hey man, working for a living seems to be really bumming you out. Have you ever considered having 10 to 15 million more dollars than you presently have? Um, yeah, <laughs> Cheryl, LCSW question mark. I have considered that. But we're talking to each other through an online therapy app, and you appear to be fully walking your dog for half of our sessions. Do you think I can afford to quit my job? This isn't a convenience play, Cheryl. You're the best therapist I can afford. Yeah, I am, I'm worried about money. I worry about money all the time. I don't think the American economy is headed in a good direction because even my smart friends have started playing the lottery. Like, it's one thing if I buy a lottery ticket every now and again, I'm stupid, you know? <laughs> like, you can tell me the odds are against me. I don't fully understand what that means, okay? I skipped that chapter in high school math. I'm going to go back, read it now, finally understand what probabilities are well into my 30s. I think not. That would be embarrassing. But my friends who can do math, my friends who are like doctors, lawyers, bankers, They've started buying lottery tickets, and when you ask them why, they're just like, I know I'm not gonna win, man. Just paying for the hope. Ooh, that's bad. <laughs> Batten down the hatches. Recessions are coming. That is no good. Um, if you guys couldn't tell by the fact that I'm uh, doing open mic stand-up comedy to a mostly empty room on a Friday night, I am actively in a midlife crisis. Um, I think one of the reasons why I am going through this midlife crisis is because of all of the changes happened to my body that I didn't anticipate and can't control. Uh, for example, I've noticed that my tits have gotten a lot less patriotic. Um, let me explain what I mean by that. When I was 22, 23, were they the best? No, they weren't. 
But they got up every day and they got the job done, okay? They had that Protestant work ethic. They were looking upwards toward the city on the hill, okay? <laughs> and in the past few years, they've gotten decidedly more French. Like they've got this ease, this languor, this relaxation that lets me know that they think that they have five weeks government guaranteed vacation, okay? They've laid down, they've unionized, and they will not be getting back up without massive structural supports. Um, thanks, guys. Have a great night. All right, everyone. That was great. You memorized all of that. That was fantastic. Seriously, I've never seen you before, which means it's probably your first time here, at least. And you were memorized. That was incredible. No paper. Nothing. No, seriously. That was uh, well written and well rehearsed and really good. And hey, good job. Seriously. Yay. Are you two real people? Oh, that's exciting. Yet the last three comics are um, really funny people. Um, and it's not going to be you, Denise. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go because you're probably with Kelly anyways and he's on his way and I assumed you guys were driving together. Okay. I was just making things up in my head. All right. Your next comedian's me. Yay. weird thing that's happening right now is that there's only like there are two comedians you're all people well you who are here too and then but they're at, that's great so the, the comedians decided not to come tonight but screw them you guys came so that's amazing not all there were a few usually there's like 18 tonight there's like eight so I don't know where the party is but I wasn't invited I don't know if that does that ever happen to you like something you find out later like that you weren't invited that, that happened to me during COVID my entire friends group all got gonorrhea except me, and I was like, you fuckers. Like, where was the fucking party that I wasn't invited to during COVID? No one got COVID, but they got gonorrhea, and I was FOMO. A lot of, lot, a lot of FOMO about it. I had all the time in the world. I could have easily gone to the doctor to get the drugs. Thanks. Cool. Uh, uh, you said, oh, oh, you're going through changes? Are you 32 now? Oh, my God. I'm going to give you the fucking memo because I'm 48 and menopause is real and nobody gave me the memo. I'm giving you the memo. It lasts for 10 years. I sweat so much at night. I am wet in all the wrong places. It is like I'm so wet at night. I can slick my body like a wet seal and flick my cats instead of using a spray gun. It's, it is wet. You're like, don't let, it's going to happen. It's terrible. It's the worst. I'm so hot and wet at night I can take an egg and I can put it in my crotch cauldron uh, and in the morning it's soft boiled. I can leave it until lunch, pull it out, make a deviled egg. Add a little mayonnaise. Yeah, double, double, toil and trouble, cauldron burn and cauldron bubble. Who knew that Shakespeare knew so much about menopause? That's miraculous. I didn't know they thought about that. But I don't mean to be so heavy handed about the feminism. But it is like, it's all in our language. It's everywhere, right? It's like, we just can't get away from it because it's just embedded in the language, right? When we become women, we menstruate. <laughs> it's the one thing you can literally never do and you put your name on it. It's menstruate. And then you think it's gross. <laughs> right? And when we have sex for the first time, we break our... Did anybody go to high school? Hymen, ha ha ha, hymen, hi. I can have sex with all of you now. 
Hi, men. Uh, the one that I do understand, because I'm going through it now, is menopause, because men no longer pause on me <laughs> at all. <laughs> like, the one prefix you give us, the one prefix, you give us herpes. Thanks. We get herpes. Fantastic, guys. That's great. That's good. You guys married? No, not yet. Oh, but you're thinking about it? Be careful. I'm divorced, but I got an STD from my first marriage, and I think everyone gets it. Sexually transmitted debt. That's what you get when you get married. That's it. But you young kids, you're so progressive. You call them STIs. Sexually transmitted income. That's it's a little different these days, isn't it? Yeah, okay, sexually transmitted. Just, I'm just a lot of wordplay, aren't I? I am so single. I am so lonely I masturbate to podcasts. That's what's happening. It is a lonely out there for a pimp. No, I really am super, super lonely, and I've never been on a dating app. I'm 48 years old, never been on an app. You don't have to clap. It's okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm not saying I'm better than you. I'm just saying that I don't need a survey to get laid. But then again, I'm not getting laid, so maybe I do need a survey. So I asked some of my girlfriends, like, oh, if I do get on the apps, what do I do? And they said, raise that bar really high, right? I asked my guy friend, and they said, lower that bar right down. But I'm a Gen Xer, so can't we just meet at the bar? <laughs> little conversation, little drink? No, can't do that these days. I'm not, I don't think I'm ever going to fill one out, though, because it's too late. Anyways, I was outside a bar looking for hot guys in the wild, as I do, and a fire truck rolled up. And out of it spilled 10 gorgeous men in costume. One of them had an ax. Uh, and they ran up into a building to save someone from an opiate overdose. And they came right back down, because that person clearly dead. <laughs> it's, it's San Francisco. Calm down. You're fine. Uh, and I felt brave, and I looked kind of cute, and I, I waved at the fireman. And he waved back. So I gave him a little wiggle and a little shoulder. And he rang the bell. Ring-a-ding! We were vibing. But I'm so dumb because I didn't take down the number of the truck. How am I ever going to find this gorgeous fireman again? So I have formulated a plan. I'm going to go back to the same bar on the same day at the same time, and I'm going to pay a questionably housed man 20 bucks to start a garbage can fire. And then, whoa! That's my personal version of Tinder. Thank you. I know it's just wordplay, but I just like to think I'm so fucking clever. Thank you. The problem is sometimes people don't know that Tinder is what's used to start a fire. Anyways, it's okay. That's good. Uh, one last terrible wordplay joke. Nah, nah, I'll just end with something gross and then we'll bring up Denise. Uh, my clit is so big I can use a Cheerio as a cock ring. That's a fun thing to think about. Uh, all right, your next comedian. Uh, you guys are lucky that you get to, to see her here for free because usually you got to pay good good money to see this comedian. Put your hands together for Denise Lee. Okay, we're going to focus on slightly different subject matter. Okay, uh, I, don't, I don't like the internet because I feel like the pictures never match up with reality. You know, like recently I got catfished by a book. That was upsetting. Okay, I bought a book online, and then when it came in the mail, I was like, "Oh, this is way thicker than I thought." <laughs> you know, like I don't want to, I don't want to fat shame, but like this is bigger than I'm comfortable with. 
Like, they only took pictures from the front. They made it look so skinny. <laughs> and the worst part was I opened the book, and the words inside were so small. <laughs> I was like, you're so big on the outside. Why you got to be so small on the inside? Like, be consistent. It was such a big book. It was a paperback that felt like a hardcover. <laughs> but honestly, when I ordered the book, like, uh, I thought it was for children because <laughs> the cover was cute, had little animals on it. <laughs> And then I saw the font size, and I was like, oh, this is for adults. <laughs> I felt so stupid, though. I judged a book by its cover, and then the book judged me. Really? But what I'm trying to say is, like, if any, if any of you guys want to borrow my copy of uh, The Wind-Up Bird Chronicle by Haruki Murakami, you can't because it's my footrest now. <laughs> it's not like I don't like reading, but, like, I choose books the same way I choose the music I listen to. It's just like whatever makes me seem cooler than I actually am. Like I get very nervous talking to white people because y'all got a lot of opinions. But as soon as I say something like, oh my God, I also love Fleet Foxes and Kurt Vonnegut. They're like, oh my gosh, wow, how original. <laughs> hey, uh, make some noise if you sneak snacks into the movie theater. Yeah, okay, I'm calling the cops. <laughs> no, I like I like sneaking snacks into the movies because it makes me feel like I'm financially savvy. Like, I'll compare the candy I snuck in with how much it costs at the concession stand and be like, oh, my God, I saved so much money. I basically earned money. That's like my 401K right there. Last weekend, I went to the movies with my friend Patty, who did not bring any snacks. She bought popcorn at the concession stand, and I was like, dang. I didn't know you were rich. Hey, congratulations on being so wealthy you can procure movie snacks legally. That's excellent for you. <laughs> I thought eating farm to table was fancy, but concession stand to seat, I was like, oh, that's the real premium. <laughs> and the craziest part was she just ate her popcorn without even thinking about it. And that's that's what real wealth is to me, you know, purchasing $20 popcorn at the movies and like actually enjoying it. I get disappointed in myself at the movies, though, because I can't, <laughs> so, so stupid, because I can't make my snacks last past the previews. <laughs> like, the way I feel finishing my snacks before the movie starts, it's probably the same as guys who come too fast during sex, yeah. Uh, we both have no self-discipline, no, sel no stamina, we can't pace ourselves, we disappoint the people that we're with. Like, 10 minutes in, they're like, I want more, and I'm like, ooh, no, we're done. <laughs> As I get older, I feel like I'm getting more pessimistic. I know I'm getting more pessimistic now because I carry a jacket with me everywhere I go. Like uh, this morning, I walked outside, saw the sun shining. I was like, oh, that's going to go away soon, too. People are like, oh, it's a beautiful day in San Francisco. And I'm like, oh, for now. That's why I like the neighborhood because they're honest about what's going to happen. But my friend Cassie, she loves the sun. She was one of those really optimistic people. She'll text me, like, inspirational quotes. Like, the other day she texted me and was like, oh, the sun will rise again, and so will we. And I was like, respectfully, uh, that's gay as hell, okay? <laughs> I grew up in Texas. I grew up in Texas, and honestly, it's, like, way more open-minded than you would think. Like, I went to the doctor, and I was like, oh, I want to get on birth control pills. And she was like, oh, yeah, birth control is a great option for young women with acne. 
And I was like, why'd you assume it was for that, you know? <laughs> Maybe I'm a very sexually active person with acne. <laughs> um, okay, do I have time for one more? Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, so I was talking to my friend earlier today, and she was pretty upset because she got rejected by a guy he rejected her because he called himself a sigma male. Have y'all heard of this phrase, sigma male? Yeah, so apparently there's alpha male, beta male, sigma male. I didn't know what it was. I looked it up, and some dude on Reddit was like, oh, sigma males are defined as, like, uh, the rarest male species on Earth. You know, like, they're lone wolves, self-validating, self-sufficient, occupying positions outside the social hierarchy. And I'm like, oh, that's a lot of words to say virgin. Yeah. All right, I've been Denise. Thank you so much. Denise Lee, everyone. All right. Um, that's the end of our comics. Uh, we started six. I mean, where is he? Okay. You guys want to hang out for three minutes? Can you hang for three minutes? They're giving the... Are you sure? Are you ready? Okay, okay, okay. I'm sorry, I had a nine o'clock I have an eight o'clock show, so I was like, let's get the fuck out of here. But no, it's okay. We got we'll get you know, everyone's got the thing. Who said that? Oh no 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 no, sweet baby. I'm doing the time. I'm sorry. It's I'd rather talk about that. Just so you guys know, actually, um Mutiny Radio has seven free shows a week that you can go to all over the city. Uh tomorrow at two o'clock in the afternoon at Atlas Cafe. It's right there. It's in the afternoon. We do it outside, it's wild. And on Sunday at Barbary Coast at 6 o'clock, it's called The Danker Side of Comedy, and it's a weed shop, so you get to get high. It's really fun. And Mondays are here at 6, and Tuesdays are at OMG at 6, and that's two-for-one well drinks, so you can get drunk, and everyone is much funnier when you've been drinking. And Wednesday at Mars Bar at 7, we have 10 free drink tickets, so if you're a real person and you come, you'll get a free drink. And then Thursday is Bar and Dolores at 8, and it's really fun. So those are all our shows every week, so come back to those. And follow us on the Instagram um, if you don't do that, we're Mutiny Radio SF. Okay, so yay, I got to do commercials. I never get to do that. Where are you from? You have an accent, like you're French or something. You're from San Jose. You have no, I'm just, I'm just, I'm just imagining an accent. Oh, okay, well, there we go. For some reason, I just thought you two look like you're on vacation from France or something. No, no, you're not, uh, no, you're not even. Oh, okay, you're just chilling. You like to smoke the weed? Hell yeah. You ever smoke so much weed that you couldn't understand Spanish on the bus? Probably. Yeah. Que pasa en tus pantalones? Ah, una fiesta en mis pantalones a todos vienen. Thank you. That's my one. I know, there no, I know just enough in Spanish to be dangerous. I also know uno más cubeta de cervezas, por favor another bucket of beer please where are you two from what are you doing here you're from berlin so i got it mixed up ah i drive you from sexy knock zen i learned that in seventh grade and i've never forgotten it right i know that that's that's so you're from berlin or you're visiting both of you oh why why did you move here oh so you wanted to Okay, but this sucks compared to Berlin, right? Be honest. What's the worst thing about San Francisco? Cost of living is pretty high. Yeah, right? 
Like milk is $5. It's crazy. Like what is happening? Yeah, and what do you think about the poo on the street? Does that bother you at all? You don't mind the poo? All right, Germans. I've heard about your Scheiße videos, but this is getting ridiculous. You come to our disgustingly pooped on city and go, no, no, that's okay. We're fine with that. Do you, uh, do you like the in and out Is that the best part of the San Francisco? Wow. Wow. I, I think it's better than the other. We've just been trained to think that it's this. I was actually going to run um, as the mayor of San Francisco on one, on, a, on a, actually a two-pronged platform. One, no more poo. Two, in and out in every district. There are nine districts in San Francisco. There's one in and out at the wharf. Does San Francisco care about the happiness of its constituency? Clearly not. There's one in and out. A zibor for the tourists. No drive-through, right? You're feeling it. You'd vote for me, wouldn't you? Yeah, no poop. No poop. Oh, my God, the worst stepping. Ooh. Ah. Ah. I played this game. I used to be a nanny, and I used to play this game with small children, and we'd be walking, and we'd see a pile, and I'd go, man or beast, man or beast. Smart kids. Uh, one of them told me, uh, I, we, there was some on the wall, and she said, oh, when it's up against the wall, it's always man. And I'm like, how do you understand physics at such a tender age? This is very San Francisco. What is wrong? I actually, um, I smoke so much marijuana, and I often feel very dumb. But I want to feel smart, but I've never had kids, so I can't win the science fair. So I come up with these science fair ideas, like, for like the ghosts of my aborted children. For if they would be like in fifth grade, then I could win and feel smart. It's okay. Don't, it's, I have abortions older than you. It's fine. It's totally okay. Don't worry about it. Uh, but this is my, because I, I chose drinking over children. So this is, the, this is my science fair idea, okay? I think it's just so brilliant. <laughs> um, okay, so I throw up in the morning sometimes. I drink, I pound water. I don't know if anyone else likes to drink excessively for like their whole life. Uh, but sometimes in the morning, you drink water really fast and then you, you vomit said water up. So my idea is to take the temperature of the water. See, it's eight ounces of water in the refrigerator at like 36 degrees. And then I pound the water and then we count the time of how long it takes me to vomit into a cup and then I get a child to get the temperature of the water and then we find out how many calories I burned being an alcoholic. Anybody who knows science, it's a real, it's a real niche joke because no one knows any basic chemistry. Uh, but that's okay, that's okay, you guys do. Uh, all right, hey Kelly, you got a, you got a, a room full of actual people. Put your hands together for Kelly Evans. Give it up for Pam for fucking doing all that time. Okay, yeah, hell yeah. Let's hope it was worth it. Um, all right, <laughs> what's what's up? Yeah, um, yeah. My name is Kelly. Uh, I got. Uh, I got a lot of dumb family members. My aunt uh, is also somewhere on the political spectrum between like Ted Cruz and Emperor Palpatine. You know, like around like she's fucking. She'd be very into Darth Trump. You know, is uh, basically what I'm saying. I don't know what his force move would be, but I think grab him by the pussy has something to. Do. Anyway, whatever. Moving on. Um, yeah, she just uh, she's trying to like convert me all the time. And uh, I don't really know what to, how to respond to some of the things she says. She says, I mean, she says wild shit. She's like, everybody's gay in San Francisco. It's like, that's not true. 
most people are bi. So, <laughs> yeah, we love all holes here. And, you know, I'm just saying, if you aren't cool being pegged by with a crystal, then fucking stay in Ohio, you know, or wherever the fuck you're from, because uh, that's how you get health care here. Uh, that's how I got Medi-Cal. Anyway, um, yeah, my... <laughs> Uh, I had a member of my family tell me when I moved here that if uh, I moved here, I would uh, uh, pretty soon I'd start dressing like a lady and calling myself Chelsea. That's what they said. And I was like, that's dumb because I would just stay Kelly. Obviously, I'm not going to go to the DMV. You know, <laughs> like, what the fuck are you talking about? You know, it's an insane thing to say. Um, my whole life, I was told that, uh, like, uh, like what a real man does, you know? Um, so evidently I am a beta cuck is to my family. Cause I didn't do any of that shit. It is like, they, I was like a real man isn't a vegetarian. We eat beef. And I'm like, that's fine. But could we have like a piece of broccoli? Like I haven't shit in three weeks. Can we eat some fiber? Like, I don't know. A real man just doesn't take care of themselves. This is what I found out. I didn't wear lotion until I was 25 years old. And like, look at me now. I'm, 26 years old that hurts my feelings that people laugh at that but fine uh, hell yeah you guys are giggling quietly that's fine i paid for an uber to get here but that's cool uh, <laughs> uh, uh yeah they think real men don't show emotion um they like so i didn't you know you just don't do that you just don't show emotion. you get used to it after a while and you don't even think that you're not pushing anything down you're just not feeling things anymore and then one day you're like watching x-men and you start weeping and you're like i don't think this is about that i don't think i mean i love wolverine but i feel like that's not <laughs> why i'm tearing up at an x-men movie you know <laughs> uh let's see what else okay uh i uh, i find that the bay area is uh funny and weirdly religious um, so I think about that a lot. Actually, this is kind of a bit of a tangent off that, but like yoga is so popular here. And, uh, I mean, yoga actually started as like a Hindu ritual. So it's just like, I like to think about like, what if it was the reverse and it was just like a bunch of women in Bangladesh doing like Catholic <laughs> rituals as exercise and kneel and kneel and kneel 25 all fathers, ladies, let's get it going. You want a body like Christ? You need to fucking work out like Christ, all right? Drink the blood. Uh, <laughs> I think somewhere in Hindu heaven, there's just a bunch of white women showing up in Lululemon pants. Like, the fuck? Where the fuck am I? Vishnu's like, I don't know what's going on, but let's keep it coming. Let's keep it. I'm a fan. <laughs> uh, all right, I only got two more things to say, and then I'm going to get the fuck out of here. Um, I... Uh, I, want, I like to read the news, but I think because I've been doing I necessarily am taking it the way I'm supposed to. Like, uh, I saw the Drag Queen Story Hour thing, and just the, I just thought it was funny because I was like, ed educators are so desperate to get kids to read instead of, like, be on their tablets. that They're like, all right, Jim, tuck your dick back and put on some blush. We got to get literate. Let's do it. <laughs> that is fucking... So hysterical to me. What are they reading? <laughs> I just think it'd be funny also if the Republicans answered like with fucking like, Donald Trump reading hour because that would just be him basically bagging on. He's like, Mrs. Frizzle, what a dog. <laughs> 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 All right, that's cool. That was worth the entire trip. <laughs> I'll finish with the last thing. Um, I, uh, I typically like um, 
I like I like a gender neutral bathroom. I think we're all can be a fan mainly because it's just usually n- nicer than a men's restroom. But if I go to a place and it's like they have both, then I'll just use the men's restroom because it it's like I think it's like stolen valor. If I you know I should I go right? I don't want to ruin a nice place. Uh, but I was I saw a men's restroom yesterday that made Ukraine look beautiful right now, and I was like I'm making a life choice right now. I'm non-binary today. That is it. Uh, you don't have to call me they, them. You can just call me Chelsea, I guess. All right. That's my time. Thank you very much. I'm Kelly Evans. Yay! Kelly Evans. Thanks for taking an Uber all the way to get here. And thank you, real people with souls, for being here. Without you, this is schizophrenia. So um, you being here is really important, and we really appreciate you so, so much. And we're here every – in this building, we're here every Monday and Friday at 6. So please welcome back because your presence really helps – the comedians and you're all wonderful and then tomorrow again we're out at atlas cafe at two o'clock it's right around the corner they have really good sandwiches and then we sit outside and we're just so weird um but thank you for being here and have a have a wonderful weekend everybody and follow us on instagram mutiny radio sf radio festival ahoy ah very good ah very good legless joe i'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs it's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Scurvy Steve, how many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, no liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir! And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. (laughs) (laughs) But quick to the festival. All sails ahead. Pirate noises. You're still thinking, and when it's all over, you. Well, you know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer. Oh, fucking Mark! Oh my God, I hear he's the best of the worst. He gives you the business, y'all. Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club Sunday, August 13th. At 7.30 p.m. Please come and come all. Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining the best of the worst. Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club. 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco. Hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista, Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at CobbsComedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship 
as we set sail for the seas of Mutiny Radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. Mutiny Radio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit-faced McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic. In the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene, this all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission. Every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Autumn Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck and donate 2 to $5 on... Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. It's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming 
live, 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party <laughs> at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. Two seven eight one twenty first Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. Dot FM. Here. In Dot SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Best Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Best Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need. Ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Best Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for Titans of Comedy. That, that's Titans of Comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. My new Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comics. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in a drizzle, but not too much. And Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho... Reservations on Eventbrite. Talking. L S D fap acid fapping fapping and acid acid fapping fapping and acid fap 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 acid. Thank you. That song is called Acid and Fapping.
pulled up to the driveway, turned off the engine, and sat, reluctant to move. Except for the porch light and a light upstairs, the house at the end of the drive was dark. I was glad no one had waited up for me. The house belonged to Rob and Jenna, a couple I knew only slightly. My old friend Beth had talked me into coming down here for the weekend, promising a great time at the beach. A few days ago, I had broken up with my lover of two years, and though I was glad of the decision, the loss of Everett made me want to retreat into myself. For a moment, I was tempted to turn around and head home. They would never know I'd been here. I could call tomorrow with some excuse. However, I never did such things, so I got my bag out of the trunk and walked up to the house. The key was under a flower pot, as Jenna had said it would be, along with the note from Beth telling me my bedroom was the first at the top of the stairs. She'd added at the bottom, glad you made it. It'll be a good weekend. I smiled at the reassuring words. I opened the door and walked quietly across the dimly lit living room, past Beth and her lover Kevin, who were asleep on a fold-out couch. Their sleeping faces sent a pang through me. It was hard to look at lovers. My bedroom was warm and close from the heat of the day. From across the hall came the faint thumping bass of a rock song. Someone was awake, but I didn't feel like investigating. I changed into pajamas and opened the window wide. Below me was the backyard. A high fence sheltered a small patio, a strip of lawn, and a swimming pool. I stared at an odd black lump at the side of the pool and decided it was an inner tube. I hadn't seen an inner tube in ten years, I thought. There was a tap at the door and it swung open. Is the radio too loud? I looked up at a slightly built, barefoot young man wearing a t-shirt and jeans. I guessed he was around 18. No, it's okay, I said. We introduced ourselves. He was Chris, Jenna's cousin. He'd been spending the summer with Rob and Jenna while working at the Marine Center, who wanted to be an oceanographer. This fall, he was starting college in California. Ever been out there? He asked. I shook my head. The coast is incredible. Want to see some pictures I took last year? Sure.
Chris's curly hair was deep brown, almost black, and his skin a light golden brown. His fingers brushed mine as he handed me the pictures. For a moment, I was aware of my breasts under the thin pajamas. Sexual feelings in men his age were in separate corners of my mind. We talked about California and animals, and then about college. He was surprised to hear that I was an instructor at the university, and he asked about the classes I taught and what I thought of my students. At two o'clock, he said goodnight, and I walked back to my room and smiled. What a nice day, I thought. The next over sand dunes with bags of food, combs, blankets, and towels, and came upon a perfect beach scene. Bright umbrellas, motionless sunbeams glistening in sweated motion, radios blaring against the sound of the blue, green water napping ashore. We unfurled towels and wool-off t-shirts and shoes. I plumped down over the ledges and was gently a few feet away, Chris was climbing out of his jeans. His legs tapered like a colt. His chest was broad. A few dark hairs curled up his belly from the waistband of his suit. I looked down quickly at my book. Aren't you coming in? Chris asked. I don't like swimming in the ocean, I said apologetically. I'm always wondering what's down in the water that I can't see. He hesitated. Well, I guess I'll go in without you then. He ran down to the water with long, easy strides. He ran through the waves, and as a curl of water surged to meet him, he dived under it. I watched the water looking for him. At last, he bobbed up between waves and began to swim in smooth strokes. I turned back to my book. The detective couldn't decide what time the murder had taken place.
floating on its back just beyond where the waves were breaking. The ocean slowly rocking me. The heat made me feel listless. I laid back and closed my eyes, half listening to the sound of the waves and a barking dog. A panting sound came closer and closer. our spread of blankets, grabbed a towel, and began rubbing his face. His chest was heaving, dripping. His dark brown nipples taut and wet. I could see the bulge of his penis under his wetsuit. A hot flush spread across my chest. Water's nice and warm, he gasped. You should try it. No thanks, I said.
Drops of water, iridescent in the sun, hung on his curls. I wanted to scatter them with my hand. Instead, I jerked myself upright. I'm going for a walk, I said. See you later. I walked off down the beach, my blood pounding. The year I had first lived with a man, this Chris was probably learning to ride a tricycle. I had never been excited by a man this young, and I couldn't imagine him being excited by me. When I was his age, I had never desired anyone older. I decided that neither Chris nor anyone else would learn of my attraction.
But all afternoon, my body told me of his presence. He sat next to me on the trip home. The shoulder that touched his, the arm and thigh and knee that were next to him knew his every move. At dinner, I watched his full lips as he talked, and my own parted expectantly. As I rose to go to bed, I felt a wetness between my legs. Chris caught up with me on my way up the stairs, Want to go for a drive or something? He's... Pretty tired. Guess it is kind of late, he said. 
see you tomorrow. Good night. I closed the door to my room and felt like crying. I got into bed with my detective novel. I didn't want to think about Chris or anything else. I kept squirming under the sheet, my body warm and restless. I read, wishing the story would speed up. I kept squirming under the sheet, my body warm and restless. I read, wishing the story would speed up. The detective still hadn't figured out when the damn murder had taken place. I kept squirming under the sheet, my body warm and restless. Finally, I sighed, turned out the light, and began stroking the familiar path between my thighs. I let my fingers drift upward across my stomach and up my chest. My fingertips teased my nipples, caressing them to stiffness. I opened my eyes to see the light from his room and framing my door. Then I shut them and let my hand begin to comb through a tangle of pubic hair. My mind roamed swiftly through a catalog of fantasies, selecting the ravishment. The fingers became a probing tongue, hot breath surrounding it, sending a fire through my thicket of hair. A hand reached from behind me to play endlessly with my breast. Another greedy tongue stroked and sucked and pushed my own. The image of Chris's face intruded, his lashes blackly wet as he bent over a towel. skin. A 
tongue at my vulva probe from inside of my clit. I imagined Chris at the doorway, watching my ravishment hungrily. 